everybody hi oh this is hot hi everybody um i'm here um oh shit i just got a text from Didi that she's not ready so Didi's not here but hopefully she'll be here soon so the other way aired Who's texting me? and we are going to we're gonna get started i think kara is gonna be ready though so we're gonna get started with the other way um there's been a lot of craziness in the news, too. I don't know if y'all been watching the news. Um, there's been some stuff about, hey, adore me. Um, hey, Portuguese princess, about Nikki Exotica and these these things about her past and some stuff that's kind of recent, too. Like, it's a lot going on. But we're going to try to stick to the other way today um, because it's important that we cover what happened tonight. But holy crap, there's, like, so much going on with 90 Day. Oh, Kara's here. I accepted you, I accepted you. Wait, did I? Maybe I didn't. I accepted you now. Hey, Tracy. Hey, Melissa. Hey, Cara. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's nice out here today. It's like 60 degrees. It is so not here. What, what's the temperature where you are? Is, is it cold? Uh, currently, it's not bad right now. Currently, it is 54. Oh, that's not bad. That's not but bad. It was super rainy and yucky all day, so. Oh, gloomy, gloomy weather. Yeah, I don't miss that up north gloomy weather, right? Like, yeah, I, it was I don't good. miss it. Hello, Eddie. Hello. How you doing? How you doing? So, Time got away from me. I was like, oh my gosh, it's ten o'clock. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I go live and then I get a text right away. It says I'm not ready, and I'm like, oh no. Okay. Okay. <laughs> You know, I'm always ready, but I'm I'm slipping tonight. Well, so. You're the one, one that's always on time. You're the one that has to text me, and you're like, where are you? Yeah. So it's weird when I get that text from you, and I'm like, am I rubbing off on you? <laughs> <laughs> like, am I rubbing off on you? I'm usually the one that's not ready. Okay, so tonight's episode, they keep giving us an hour. I know, Tracy, I shouldn't rub it in. What's up, Jerry John? Um, They gave us um, Johan and Danielle. But they also gave us Kenny and Armando, which they haven't given us in a while. So now that they've made all these big decisions, it's time to break it to Hannah, who is speaking some English now. Yeah. Hannah is so smart. She is so, so intelligent beyond her years, right? I feel like she is so advanced. And she was a little um, iffy about the baby situation, you know, because she's worried about how that's going to take up her, um, her dad's time. But I feel like... They did talk to her about it, and then she is open to the baby. She even said she would share a room with the baby. But I am with her on no change in diapers. Diapers are for other people. Well, That's other people's issues. They also kind of dropped a double bomb. Hey, want to move to Mexico City? Also, we're having a baby. So how's that for your little brain? See, I was talking to some people on Twitter. And they were really pissed off because they said that that's not how you break news to someone of her age absolutely because children have you know children don't process information and change the way adults do you know it's a lot more detrimental because she's yeah. thinking about leaving her family because you know their family all lived in a pretty close knit area until kenny got there and then she's leaving all her friends and she's already lost her mother so you know dropping that amount of information a lot of people on twitter were like that was so wrong yeah. for them to do because she's not equipped emotionally to process that type of information and then they kind of put her on the spot yeah 
It's like, well, what yeah. do you think about it? And that's not fair. So I do think that you're right. I feel like they should have eased in that information and, and let her have time to process it instead of kind of making it feel like, well, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? Give yeah. me the answer right now. That's, that's really unfair. Yeah. yeah. It was a I mean, for sure. If a move is, is like crazy for a, a, an adult, imagine how it would be for a child. And then on top of that, say, oh, yeah, by the way, you know, we're going to not adopt, but we're going to, um, you're going to have a sister or a, or a brother. But, and then she's like, oh, no, not a baby. Yeah, a baby. <laughs> See, I am with her. I'm with her because I think a baby is, is too much. I feel like she's she would have a better chance getting along with somebody her own age, someone on her own level. Yeah. So I felt like she was like, like, oh, I'll get like a sister, like a best friend or a brother. We could do things together of, of uh, age that they could be able to communicate. I think yeah. that it takes a lot for her to try to deal with a baby. Yeah. Because at her age, she's never had another baby around. She's always been the only child. So she doesn't even know how she's going to adapt to that type of situation, you know, and her, her dad's being so dedicated to that child because they've been so dedicated to her. Yeah. So the idea that there's going to be someone else, you know, other than the dog, you know, that they're, they're giving all their attention to, that's very scary. Even adults, like, let's just talk about um, Mary and Brandon because everyone is like, is Mary going to let Brandon hold the baby if it's a girl? You know, like, even adults have a hard time sharing attention for people that they love. So they're dropping this on a 12 year old girl, right? Like this is a lot. I also feel like, like it was, I mean, I get that Kenny is the step parent. I get that and he should be involved in decisions. But I also don't think Kenny should have been the one to let her know about the move. Because if something goes wrong and she's not happy about it, it's gonna be Kenny's fault. She's automatically gonna resent Kenny for that decision. Well, yeah, yeah you're right. Because it kind of seemed like the decision was coming from Kenny yeah. and not her dad, not as a unit. It yeah. was from Kenny. Like, this is what Kenny wants. We're doing this to make Kenny happy. Yeah. And, you know, in her mind, she's like, well, this isn't what my dad wants. Yeah. This is yeah. what he wants. And now I have to go along with what he wants. So you're right. And then once they get there, if things go left, the yeah. first person that she's going to say, I hate you to, yep. is Kenny. Because yeah, Kenny is exactly. the one who is pushing for their family to be uprooted and move. And let's not forget, Kenny's the reason why they moved to Les Mision in the first place. Yeah. They were they were staying very close on their family's compound. So this will be move number two yeah. that Kenny has initiated. So they really need to navigate um, carefully, you know, yeah. because if things don't go well, he's the common denominator and then, in why everybody's lives are uprooted. He also asked her what her favorite part of it, of Mexico City was. And she said, the school. And then he was surprised by that, but then followed it up with, well, maybe when we pick a school, we can bring the dogs, blah, blah, blah. So essentially now we're moving, but we're not even going to the same school that we showed you that you liked. That was just an example. Yeah, I caught that yeah. too. And I know like when you're moving, like you can't necessarily guarantee where the place is that you find that you're gonna settle down on. But again, mm -hmm. this is a child. She don't understand how real estate yeah. works. She doesn't understand how any of that works. So it's like, 
maybe when they showed her the school and she met the teachers and she saw the children interacting on the playground, they should have made it very clear to her, hey, this is what schools are like here in Mexico City. This might not necessarily be the school you're going to. Right. You know, this yeah. is one of the schools in one of the areas that we would be looking in. Again, I feel like they, they didn't give her all of the information and they looked at it as, well, she's a child, she doesn't understand. But I think giving everybody all the information is an equal thing regardless of age. So everybody feels like they're included because you have to remember, she was there first, okay? Before Kenny, before anybody else, she was there first. So making her feel as she's a part of this family is important because she's accepted Kenny as her stepdad. I mean, she calls him dad, but she that can easily change when oh, her yeah. feelings feel validated, you know? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't they, think it's going to end well. I don't even know where they're going to live. I mean, Kenny said, well, I don't even know where we're going to live yet. So I how think why going... are you breaking, why, why are you breaking the... The news to her now if for one you don't even know where you're going to live two you don't even know which school she's going to be going to so why did y'all even take her to the school and then make her think that that's a school she would go to if y'all yeah. did move there that, I think that's just going to make her resent them even more i think they're doing too much too fast because a lot of people on twitter said move first then work on the baby thing after you get settled in because yep. a lot of people said doing too much at once can also put a strain on the relationship. So imagine they move to Mexico City and say things don't go smoothly. The move is, is harder than they anticipated. And then they're also dealing with the surrogacy situation on top of it. That could put a, a big strain on their relationship. You know, you know how strong yep. your relationship is based on how much you try to do at once. I think somebody told me once, if you think your marriage is strong, try renovating your kitchen and try to agree on it and make sure that everyone is happy, husband and wife, or husband and husband, you know, and just make sure, because they're like, you think your relationship is strong until you find out you like marble countertops, and then you find out that your spouse doesn't, that you're having a horrible argument in the ruins of your old kitchen, then you realize you're rethinking, maybe I shouldn't have married this person at all. Yep. You know, like, you don't know how strong <laughs> your relationship is until you go through real shit. And yeah, moving absolutely. to another big city, and having a baby are two very real things that I don't think should be done at the same time. I, I agree. Exactly. Exactly. Move, get settled in, wait for like a year or two, and then retalk with the baby thing. Yeah. Yep. I think the baby thing is a big enough issue in itself. Like do one and then the other. And I think the move, I think moving is stressful enough. Don't add anything extra to that because everybody in the family has to adapt yep. to that. Even Kenny, who wants to move to Mexico City, is still going to be hard on him yep. because he's never lived there. He doesn't know what it's like. Even the person that's initiating is still going to go through a hard time. Yep. And then it trickles down to the rest of the family and everybody's going to be on edge yep. because yeah. it, it's, it's, it seems exciting until you get there and shit starts going left. And then you're like, this isn't exciting. I'm stressed out. I'm pissed off. I miss my family. I miss what I used to do. And then everybody's on edge with each other. Yeah, exactly. I mean, keep uprooting your life into a city that you don't know, that you've only visited for a short time, then not only that, you have to find a place to live, you have to find a school, you've got to establish the school, but doing that all with a baby that you don't even know, that you haven't had a chance to bond with, that none of that, yeah. it's gonna be so hard on everybody. Yeah, it's gonna stress, it'll put a real big strain on their marriage, and I think this'll test how strong they really are, because yeah. they haven't really had a whole bunch of issues. You know, like Kenny and Armando have had a pretty smooth sailing relationship. Yeah. I'm just going to throw it out there. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying that 
that's not good. I wish for everyone to have a smooth sailing relationship, but I do feel that when you do have those major obstacles on your journey, through your journey and your marriage, it builds a really strong foundation. So the next hurricane, the next tornado that comes by, you're good because yeah. you have yeah. built that strong, that strong bond between each other. I feel like Kenny and Armando's biggest issue, I think, was whether or not Armando's parents were going to accept him, and boom, yeah. they were fine with it. Right, they were completely fine with it, so they didn't have like a lot of issues. I know for Kenny, leaving his grandbabies was the biggest, I think, obstacle for him. Right. But he easily hops on a plane and he goes see those babies when he can. So those aren't really major obstacles. This is going to be big for them. Yep. Yep. And this so, poor already lost her mother, so that's a huge thing to have to adapt to. They got to tread very lightly with yes. her feelings and how she feels and her emotions. She needs to be heard. Yep. You know, and it's important that they listen to her. Don't just say, oh, yeah, well, this is what we're doing. Are you okay? Listen to how she feels because she's been through, for her age, she's been through things that adults aren't equipped to deal with already, right? Because she's already moved off the compound with her entire family to go live with Kenny and her dad and Les wrong. That's a lot for a child her age as it is. Then on top of that, she lost her mom in a horrific accident, okay? It's like we're talking like, major things adults would have their years and years of therapy to get through this little girl lived through so they got to tread very lightly with hannah and her feelings and, and make sure that they're validating her and make sure that they're putting her first because whether you're happy or not as an adult and a parent it's kind of irrelevant when you have children because your children's happiness is a little more important than yours that's why i tell people don't go having no babies if you don't think that you can put yourself on the back burner because those babies are always going to be important you're less important when it comes to those babies. So if you can't do that, hold off. Yep. Exactly. 100%. So let's talk about day two of Kimberly's wedding celebration. So there was day one, which was a lot of this. It's like very intense. It's a lot of um, ceremonies. There's a lot to it. And Kimberly feels like she doesn't know what's going on. She feels like she needs somebody to translate to her what's happening. She needs somebody to dictate to her a schedule because she thought she was late. TJ said that you were actually on time. I'm just doing things that don't involve you. And the first thing that came to my mind was, if you're not 100% sure what's going on in an Indian traditional wedding, wouldn't you just Google it? Yep. Like, she sat yep. there for like two oh, hours. My notes say, do, do you not effing have Google? Right. Why would you not research all of this before you even started? They, I don't, I don't, probably, I don't understand. They probably did the, um, with no translator just because they don't like her. Because you know his family don't like her. So, and then how many times were they asking for a translator and nobody wanted to translate? They're like, you dumbass, you should have already looked this up. She was right. She's sitting there with her parents the whole time. Like, I don't know what's going on. I don't understand what's happening. I was like, so you've never owned or used a Google, you never had a phone. Like anytime that I'm confused about something, before I go and ask the question, I go and look it up first and see if I can answer the question myself, okay. right? Because how many times have I asked a question and it was a stupid question because I could have figured it out on my own? So I like, you sat there for two hours wondering what the hell is going on around you. And instead of looking it up, hey, bestie, hey, Kim, instead of looking yeah. it up and asking, you know, yeah. Google, explain to me a traditional wedding in Indian culture. What are the ceremonies? What happens on day one? What happens on day two? Why is it important? What are we doing? Because they were like applying something to her, some pace to her feet and her yeah. toes. Like there was a lot of Yeah, they um did. I guess each person in the family, from what I understood, um, they went from their feet to their face, did her first and then did him to like make them into one soul. 
but yeah. and then she was like, I don't even like nobody to touch me in general. Uh, duh, yeah. Kimberly, really? we know. Yeah, I can't imagine. You, you that don't want nobody wanna, to touch you. I can't duh. Imagine <laughs> that people want to touch you yeah. either, Kimberly. Like you're annoying. Like I can't imagine <laughs> that people want to touch you. And it looked, Why would they? It looked you're like, so angry. It looked like baby shit. I would have loved to smear that on her face. <laughs> I know. Oh, it looked gross, didn't it? And then I, I was like, no, don't put it on my face. Like, the feet are okay, but not my face. You know, like, the face, I gotta keep that, keep that clean. She's but, such a baby. She's just such a crybaby. Well, yeah, everything bothers her. And I was watching this today, and I was like, every time I'm watching her, I'm questioning whether or not she knows how to be happy and cool and collected and have a good time. Because in my opinion, every time I see her, she's upset, she's pissed off, she's angry. And she was like, oh, I don't understand this. I need someone to translate. I was like, oh, so it's their fault that you're an American who knows zero of their culture and their language. So they're supposed to cater to you and speak English to you when you're in their country on their territory doing their ceremony. It's their responsibility to educate you. Yep. Your ignorance is the issue of why you don't know what's going on because you didn't bother to do any research. You married, you're marrying an Indian man and you could have done any type of research to know what you were doing, what the ceremony was. You just sat around and complained the whole mm -hmm. time. You didn't do any research. You didn't actually ask any questions. You didn't use Google because Google would have told you everything. I literally right. looked it up today while I was watching the show. I was like, what are the ceremonies? And it came up. There's a whole page. It's all there. She just didn't want it. She, she would have had a translator if she would just been respectful and nice to everybody. Yep. Well, she's demanding a translator that's the issue it's like yeah. people will help you if you're a little more respectful and not so um entitled she feels like yeah. she's entitled to a translator because she's like well i don't know how to speak hindu whose fault is that you're in their country whose exactly. fault is that that's your exactly. fault yeah you know they were probably talking about her and laughing about her so oh, because dude. you know his family don't like her every and then they which they yeah. have they don't even have a reason to like her i mean since uh, as soon as she landed in india she has done nothing but Bitch. say that and yeah i was Bitch. trying to be nice that's fine i'm being nice <laughs> i, I mean that he was crying like a bitch as usual that is the the most accurate description. I hate that it's that word. Hey, Kelly, I hate that it's that word, but that's the most accurate description. She has made, I have questioned since the moment she's come on the show why TJ wants to spend the rest of his life with somebody like this. So she so seems. She posted on Instagram something, I don't know, three or four days ago. She posted something about cooking dinner with the best boyfriend ever, something with a heart. And someone in the comments said, don't you mean husband? And she said, I said what I said. Okay. Also, they're, they're dating. And this then, then she posted wow. something, a picture with TJ or a video with TJ. And she said something about having great time with my husband or something like that. So I was like, girl, you just call yourself back to back. So she got a husband and a boyfriend? Well, I'm assuming that she's probably still married to tj but i i'm betting that the post about the boyfriend got her ass in trouble from tlc so she had to post something about tj to make it look like they're still together they're but i think that it if she's over here she's not married to him right no i'm pretty sure I'm, when you get married in india you'd have to come over here and get married again for it to be legal over I here i really don't know we have to look in, into that yeah because i, I want to say 
when you get because well i don't know it could be because when you do a spousal visa it is you just apply yeah you're right it, it could be legal i don't know how that works i don't know but just keeping it in the family ain't she yeah mm. another thing that she said that pissed me off was when they when she tj was standing there kind of translating telling her what was going on and then she gets all shitty and she's like i'm just not in the mood for worship today like you're never in the mood for anything she's not and this is your freaking wedding it's tradition it's not a matter of what you're ready for well did you hear her say she was like in america we could have did this all in a couple hours like she was just like i i just wanted to be over with like she doesn't yeah. want to be a part of the ceremony and it's like you're part of the ceremony because of the culture yeah. the culture that you're marrying into the culture that you don't want to accept that you don't want to be a part of you don't want to live with his family you don't want to implement into your life this is the culture that you're marrying into and it's like no one told you to marry an indian man you know you could have married anybody you wanted you chose yeah. him and this yeah. is a part of his, his culture and i just don't like how they like to invalidate people's culture like they want to go over there and just say this is annoying their culture yep. is annoying yeah. who they are as a person makes them annoying like i don't like that it's just so disrespectful it's to me kidding. to go to a country yeah, very disrespectful which that's you go to their country and she you could have been named disrespectful when she was born because that has been nothing but she's been nothing but disrespectful since she landed in india absolutely and yeah. how she went into tj's um parents home and pretty Pretty much has done nothing but talk bad about them, disrespect them, bitch and grap and complain. Like, who does that? And then you want to know why they don't like you? Um, yeah. 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 She wonders why nobody goes out of their way to do anything helpful or nice for her. And it's like, it's your attitude. Yeah. It's your attitude. She's like, his mom doesn't like me. I was like, his mom knows what she knows of you. And when you walked into her house, and were disrespectful to her son and to her and the whole house. Yep. That's what mm -hmm. she knows about you. She's reacting to what you gave her. Because yep. she's under the impression that people are just supposed to like her because she's there. Like People yeah. don't have to like you and respect you for no reason. You have to give them a reason. What they've gotten from you has shaped the way that they feel about you. And mm -hmm. every day, you continuously give that same energy. Yep. You didn't, because it could have been, I got there, it was a long travel day, I had a bad day, that's not me. But every day that you wake up, we get the same ungrateful, bratty little energy. So the family is like, I just kind of feel like that's who you are. Okay. You know, like it's been three weeks. You're every day of those three weeks, you woke up in the same nasty attitude. So yeah. I'm beginning to think that's just who you is, right? Yeah. Also, you're clairvoyant. So you already knew what was going to happen next. So <laughs> like, I'm so done with her. Yeah, yeah she knew what was going to happen in them, but she was super surprised that no one liked her. Yep. She's, like, clairvoyant. All, she's she's a clairvoyant and, and um just, just like ashley's a witch right yes yeah, just yep. like ashley is a witch yep. exactly they 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 found something they were intrigued by and they claimed it and now they got it tattooed on their arm and you yep. ain't even that like you ain't even that so yep. okay so sarper met shekinah's sister i don't know why that was hard to get out sarper met shekinah's sister she came over to meet him she already had a pretty negative um mm -mm. the word i'm looking for she had a negative idea of him as a person already I did. so sarper decided to make a good impression right so he was gonna feed them raw meat and he was going to let them you know talk to him and basically he didn't want to answer any questions he actually told his sister he was like 
you're really cute, but you talk a lot. Yeah. So he's basically saying, I wish you would shut up, right? Like, and I was like, that, that does sound familiar because somebody on Twitter said, that sounds familiar. Doesn't that sound like you're cute when you're mute? Like, what's with yeah. these men just telling women when they want to ask questions and get to know you to shut up? What is up with that? Like, why are you shutting down the woman for asking a question? I am definitely not Team Sarper, but her sister was such a bitch. She, such I mean, but I felt like she met Sarper with the same energy, though. Like, when she asked him, she was like, you seem very controlling and disrespectful to my sister. And then he was like, well, she's a slut. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Oh, God. He was wrong. He was I'm wrong sorry. on every level. I am I'm not defending him in any way, shape, or form. Screw that guy. He is a dumbass, idiot, self-proclaimed bad boy, blah, blah, blah. But when she turned around and said, let me see your phone, there's the door, bitch. There's the door. So wait, you, you think that she didn't have the right to ask to see his, his DM? No, not at all. I mean, Shekinah, I, yeah. the sister, no, that's none of your damn business. But see, the, the issue is, we saw this with Riley with his friend Tiffany. Some people don't know how to fight their own battles. So Riley knew that he needed information out of Violet, but he didn't know how to fight that battle. So he enlisted Tiffany to fight that battle. And I feel like Shekinah wants to see the DMs. She doesn't know how to go about fighting that battle. So she enlisted her sister and she yep. kind of had to volunteer her sister as tribute to go into the front line and fight for that. But, but I mean, I agree. It, the sister doesn't need to be inserted into this relationship at all but i feel like shekinah is the one that did it i'm gonna argue that okay shekinah tells sarper make a good impression show me attention blah 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 she's telling him all the things to do mm -hmm. but then when sister gets there she gets balls and starts talking smack to sarper she's like let me you know she, she just ended up with all this courage that she never had before so that's the backbone she needed but I don't, if my husband walked up and said, let me see your DMs, here's my phone. But if his brother walked in and said, let me see your DMs, not a chance in hell are you touching my phone. I'm not even letting you use Google on my phone, <laughs> let alone look at my DMs. I mean, I, mean, I, un out of line. I understand because you're not in a relationship with anybody's brother or sister, Absolutely. right? So I fully understand that. And inserting yourself in other people's relationship like that I think is asking for trouble yep. because again, I feel like people have to fight their own battles and if they're not willing to fight for their own relationship, you shouldn't be fighting for them yep. because they need to want it. I mean, unless it's like an abusive relationship or if, you know, it's something where they're in danger. Then I feel like I might insert myself if I feel like I could help them to stop bodily harm, yeah. you know, but other than that, I think it's important that if she kind of wants to see his phone, she should have saw the fucking, Yep. She should have saw the phone Absolutely. before she got there. And if he said no, she should have never got on the plane, right? Yep. Like, I feel like you put yourself in that situation because you knew that this man is talking to women. You know it. Everybody knows it. We yep. know it. I know it. We never even met him. We all know. And if yep. you want him to stop, you have to put your foot down and make him stop. Yep. I well, want to be very clear when I say I am not defending Sarper whatsoever. <laughs> the I went through every day, the bitch, the slut. Like, I couldn't stand him before this episode. Now I really cannot stand him. Mm. But the sister was out of line. So I am not, not defending Sarper. Well, first yeah. of all, first of all, he makes her weigh in every single day. Yeah, he that. tells her 
what she can and cannot wear. He tells her how she can fix her hair, how she can do her makeup, like how she needs to act, how she needs to see it, how she needs to stand, how she needs to lay. Damn, how she needs to breathe too, I guess. And yep. then, and then on top of that, like you said, Cara, then she's got to tell him how to treat her. First of all, if you got to tell your partner how to treat you in front of other people, why are yep. you even with them. Yeah. Yep. That's true. But, and I'm well, when I'm talking somebody about I'm with to tell me I gotta weigh myself every day or how I'm supposed to dress or how I'm supposed to talk or how I'm supposed to act. I wish a bitch would. Yep. <laughs> me too. But also when I'm talking about the balls that she got, so we're we're okay. This sister is wrong on so many levels. So why do you have a collection of bottles? Maybe he likes them. Who cares? My Everybody had, has their own fetish. My, my grandmother had collections of, of vegetables that were in jars. Nobody understood it, but they were shaped like shoes and chickens and shit. Nobody knows. But then she's like, oh, do you have memories with those? Then Shekinah pops up and says, it's those bottles or me. One, It's got to go. Like, you've been there for a week already. You didn't bring up the bottles having to go before? What the hell? But why, I didn't understand why it was a big deal. Because, because I'm thinking that he he drank um, wine from those bottles with his little um, poutines. Yeah. And he's okay. thinking about his little poutines when he looks at the bottles. Oh, Which is just, okay. Yeah. I didn't, okay. I mean, <laughs> so am I supposed to like, so, okay, so say you were single and like you had women over on dates. You have to throw away like the plates and the spoons and the forks and the cups uh, you used with those so. women. Did you? Yes, so. like I feel like it's, it's asking a lot at this point, right? Yeah, that's ridiculous. She knew that this man slept with twenty five hundred women. Okay, she knew before she got there. So stop acting like you are gonna change him and you're gonna change the things. They're like he didn't have twenty five hundred bottles in that case. Yep. You know, like it wasn't that. So like I'm trying to figure out what she wants out of him because honestly. She knew that he was a dog. She knew that he was a liar. She knew that he was a whore. Like, she knew all of these things. So, like, what are you trying to change him for now? You didn't have to enter into a relationship with somebody who did that. I don't know anybody who's slept with 2,500 women. So the fact that he was honest with I'm you about still, it should have been enough. I'm still trying to figure out how the heck he slept with 2,500 women. Like, that's a lot of, that's multiple women a day. That's, yeah, I don't think he has. Like, come he, on he now. Be, That's just about be. every what what's he doing? Pounding one and then taking it out and putting it in well, another one and pounding the other one. He's got them lined up on the bed and then just like I mean, how? Said, the night that he met Shekinah, they had a drink, he went home and slept with a few women, a few. And then she called him to hang out and he was like tired from sleeping with all these women, but he went and hung out with her anyway. So it's, I think that he's exaggerating, but I do think that he is a whore, right? And also, no, no slut shaming. There's nothing wrong with that. I think that he can sleep with as many women as he wants. I just don't like I'm, the fact that- I'm shaming it. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't want to slut, if he wants to be a bad boy, I think he's this is a retired bad boy, whatever, that's fine. But like, don't tell Shekinah that she's a slut or call her a bitch or get her on a scale. Like, you're, you're just, you're no better. Right, like I feel like he puts her like she's below him, and I just don't. I don't. I don't. I don't like it. I, I felt but the same way with Misha, with Nicola. I just don't like it. She turned 
around and defended that. And that made me mad. Well, yeah. Well, because he, well, he's about so you. He has a language barrier. Yeah. No. He don't no daggone language barrier. He knows exactly what the hell he was saying. Shekinah is so used because she told us that she's always her sister told us to and her daughter everyone told us that she always ends up in bad abusive terrible relationships and she always gets treated so badly in my opinion I believe she's so accustomed to this type of behavior and defending it she's mm -hmm. subconsciously like defending his behavior because yeah. it's what she's always done with these douchebag men yep. she's always had to defend them to justify her being with them and it's just it's ingrained in her at this point, yep. right? Whenever someone attacks him, it's her second nature is to defend his actions, even when they're wrong, because she's just always been with men that she had to defend their actions. That's just what she's doing. It's like emotion for her. Yep. Like she's always gonna say, well, he, cause when she told us he wants to weigh, she's like, I don't necessarily like the fact that he wants to weigh me, but he is like looking out for my health. And I was like, no, he's not. Because first of all, a doctor will tell you the number on the scale has nothing to do with health. Yep. Exercise and exactly. good diet have to do with health. You can the number can be anywhere because they said a healthy weight can fluctuate between fifty up and down. Yep. So like say your healthy weight is one forty, it's one forty to one seventy. Yep. Okay, it can fluctuate up or down, and you are still healthy as hell anywhere between that. She, so he doesn't care uh, about your health. She was at one point the perfect weight, and then she got her lips done. <laughs> <laughs> is it really is that really that heavy her, her lips are gigantic. they are i am not they, they are, are well Chris pick says each boob is 10 pounds that's probably oh, that's, accurate absolutely that's it's probably yeah. more actually it's probably more than that but, i was thinking the other day this is off subject jasmine's are probably 20 to 25 pounds each right they got she couldn't go any bigger at this point like jasmine has gone as big as it looks like they're gonna pop like yeah. she can't go any bigger at this point like it looks Right. I was like, they well, were strained. I, know who in the, I know this is off subject, but I don't know who in the hell did Jasmine's butt, but the damn no, thing is wopsided. It is. Did you is, notice that? It is wopsided. It's like, and you paid $10,000 for that? Yeah. She got it. No. I saw it. It is completely lopsided, and I'm really confused as to why in Panama, a lopsided ass costs ten thousand dollars. I'm very confused. Yeah. Yeah. Like, cause you know, in Turkey, that that's a twenty five hundred dollar job right there. Like, if they were in Turkey, that's yeah. twenty five hundred dollars straight out the door, no tax, right? Like, that's done. Like, I don't know who she in, in got to do it, but okay. So let's get back. Let's get back on on this because I want to talk about Johan and Danielle. So Johan and Danielle decided that they were gonna go and see a life coach because apparently a life coach can teach you how to stop hating your spouse. I didn't know that. In, so they were like, yeah. In one session. Yeah, in one session, the life coach is going to teach you how to stop hating the person sitting next to you. Because I was like, y'all don't need to be going to see a life them. coach. Y'all need to go to a divorce attorney. You hate each other. Stop yeah. torturing us. Like, we've checked out of your marriage. Check out of your own yes. marriage. Thank you. Right? Like, we've checked out. We have already signed the papers. We just want y'all gone. Separate. We don't want to deal with your shit anymore. You can't stand each other. He wants to be taken care of. He wants a sugar mama and you ain't got no money. So y'all yeah. gotta break up. Like yeah. we are sick of this. We don't wanna be a part of it anymore. You don't like him. Stop pretending like he liked each other to film another season. Just stop, we're over it, goodbye. Like for real, I'm yeah. done. Like at this point, no life coach is gonna teach you how to stop telling your wife 
to buy you a house and buy you a truck while you sit around. And did you notice, Johan was like, she told me that she would work all day and I would stay home and take care of the dog. And I was like, see, I'm all cool with being team Johan half the time. But I was like, there's no way that Danielle's lazy ass said that. There's no way, there's no way. Like, I believe that she really did lead him on, but I don't believe because she doesn't like to work all that much, right? So I was like, I don't believe that she told him that she was gonna go work full time while he sat around and didn't help. I don't buy that because that's not who she is as a person. She's been trying to get money out of him since she got there. Yep. I agree. I, I agree. I agree too. I, I agree. And then her, her, I don't know what she be talking, but I don't even understand what she be saying half the time. So I don't know how Johan be understanding because I be like, what the hell is she saying? Like, really? So he, she probably did try to say, you need to go to work while I sit at home and play with the dog. But he heard, you know, she was right. going to go to work and he could sit at home with the dog. So There's no... The second she got there, they were looking at apartments and she was trying to get them to pay half then. So I was like, yep. there's no chance this woman said to you, I'm going to go to work and you can just sit around. Like, there's yep. no way. That's not even who she is as a person. Like, yep. I can hear her say lots of, you can tell me different statements. Like, you know how you play a game and they'll, they'll say, I'm going to read off some statements and you tell me if this person said it. I could pinpoint anything. She ain't say that. Yeah. Because yeah. that's just not who she is. She didn't say that. She is trying to get money out of you. There's no way that she told you to sit around and she was going to pay for everything. There's no, she don't have any money. Like, yeah. there's no way. I mean, That's maybe she told him that. She's in the U.S. because right. she's bankrupt. She goes back to the U.S. She's going to have to have a real job. Actually. <laughs> and pay that job. money back this if she don't go to jail. <laughs> this bitch cannot take responsibility for anything. I apologize for you misunderstanding me. For your misunderstanding. Like, I'm sorry you're stupid. That That's as good of an apology as you're going to get from me. That's ridiculous. She can't take responsibility for anything. Her and Kimberly. Her and Kimberly, yeah, right? Absolutely. They don't do anything wrong. They will apologize to you because you didn't hear what they said correctly. They will yeah. apologize to you because you thought they said that. They will never just take any accountability for yeah. anything. She went over there and never made one mistake, and Johan has been an a-hole the whole time. That is the story that she's telling everybody. And don't it's get me wrong, I think a Johan has some douchebag in him, okay? Yeah. I've seen it. He can say some nasty stuff, okay? But I think that so can she. And the yeah. fact that she's always trying to get him to apologize to her and she's not interested in reciprocating that is why they can't make it work. I think that Johan probably would make it work with her if she was a little nicer. Yeah. I mean, she doesn't have to buy him a truck. She doesn't have to buy him a house. If she was just a little nicer and treated him like he had a set of balls, they might actually be able to make it work. But since she treats him like he's a child, that's why they can't make it work. I know that he's like a male gold digger. I get it. But I feel like he knows at this point she's never going to have the amount of money that he wants and he's stuck around. So I feel like if she was just a little bit more nicer and respectful as a wife to her husband, there could actually be a chance that they could work it out. But since yeah. she's always going to treat him like she, he's below her and he's less intelligent than her and he's always going to be um, low rent to her, yep. it's never going to work. Yep. But the life coach was totally on her side. She said, she, I mean, she came at him all kinds of negative, but said it in English, as she always does. So Johan doesn't even understand the first thing she says. Life coach kind of halfway translates it. But she did say, 
I came in wanting to cause him bodily harm. Yeah, and I heard that. that. Yep. Blah, blah, blah. Like, man, we've been wanting to cause you bodily harm for days, lady. <laughs> like, <clears throat> I just. Since your first preview on the show. <laughs> yeah. As soon as we found out you were coming back, we wanted to just. For the third time, we were like, yeah. well, what did we do to deserve this? Who did yeah. we piss off at yeah. Sharp? that you are you're subjecting us a third time like yeah. i was looking through my messages like who did i piss off who did yeah. i say the wrong thing to that they think that we want to watch another season of these two hate each other right like literally all we've been watching is these two hate each other from beginning to end and it's like stop going to see coaches stop going to see psychics stop talking to your friends get divorced and that I'm is thinking, the, and I'm, around I'm, in the bedroom and the house right. and planting all these trees and just just go there's no get off the TLC, go away we don't want to see you no more we don't like you we all <laughs> know that a dead they'll see money because end of the tell-all last time they were done and now yes he's the one he's the one at the tell-all who said he wanted a divorce yeah and now they're back and hate each other just as much if not more so yeah they keep pretending to like each other long enough to film another season that's the yeah. issue and it's like that's fine we don't want to watch it anymore yeah like we don't want to watch it anymore we don't want to watch you pretend to like each other i mean i used to say they used to pretend to like each other. they don't even pretend to like yeah. each other anymore uh -uh. like at first they pretended that they got along you know but now they don't even do that they literally fought the whole way to the life coach appointment like yeah. that's how they don't even care they literally just hate each other like Johan's blood boils when he has to sit next to her. That's how much they can stand each other. Comes on the screen. My blood boils as soon as she's on the screen. I get it, Johan. I just, I just feel like beating a dead horse is beyond. It's like beating a corpse or yeah. a, a skeleton at this yeah. point. It's nothing left to beat. Yeah. Just end it. Get your stuff. Go back to the U.S. and and end this for everybody. We are begging you. Like we are begging you. Just stop. We don't want to watch it. And TLC, if you're watching, we don't want to see them no more. No. We're good. We're good. We know. We but know how it ended. Let's be clear. They're one of the, the U.S. doesn't want her back, so stay there. <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah. They're not she claiming her. Over they're, there. Not claiming her. they're not claiming her over here either. Yeah, the U.S. <laughs> don't claim her, but she is. She is one of the. Um, they are one of the um, many couples that we don't care to see anymore. Yeah. Because we. <laughs> we we're offering them up, you know, to other countries. Like, if you're interested, you know. Yeah. Take there you go. Yeah. We, we, Take we them off our hands, hand, please. Right. Like, well, well <laughs> you want them, you know, let us know because we're good either way. Yep. You know, we're good either way. Yep. Absolutely. Mm. So, mm -mm. Brandon has proposed kind of again, but like this time to the grandpa. Um, So, basically, like, gotten permission to get married. And in the same conversation, Mary was like, maybe you should leave. And then his, um, his reaction was, let's get married. And I felt like that was really off the wall and strange because I feel like their relationship is, okay, so here's what I got out of it. Mary is trying to say that Brandon needs to change, but Mary has not acknowledged the fact that she needs to change too. And I think that's what bothers me. I feel like she's making it seem like Brandon is 100% the problem. And I was like, both of you need to change. Like, Brandon has some negative traits. Boom. I see it. He lazy. He don't want to help. He done knocked you up. And he got you doing all that. Like, I get it. I'm, I'm, we see each other. But also, she has to stop being 
the evil little demon girl that she is as well, right? Like it has to go both ways. He isn't just gonna change his whole life and his whole character traits to make her happy. And then she still gets to be the evil little girl that she is, right? Like that's not how change in relationships work. And she keeps saying, well, if you can't change, you can't change, you should leave. If this isn't gonna work, if you can't change. And I'm like, so what type of work are you willing to put into this? Because it makes it, you make it seem like you're perfect. You've never done anything wrong. The only reason why the relationship isn't working and she keeps saying, he won't help me with chores. And I was like, chores is the literally the least of the problems that y'all have. Yep. Like I can go through a list of a hundred different things wrong in your relationship. And all she keeps saying is, I have to do the dishes by myself. Yep. And I was like, this is how I know, first of all, you're not ready to be married. You're not ready to be a parent because you think the biggest problems that you have right now, this man is sleeping on a concrete bench at night. You think the biggest issues that y'all have, oh, and y'all have a store that makes 56 cents a month. Yeah. But your biggest issues that you are facing right now is the fact that you sometimes have to do the dishes without help. And I'm like, are you serious right now? Like, are you really 23 years old? The biggest issue that you have in your life right now, not the fact that your fiance sleeps outside, and he built the whole house, but it's because you're doing dishes and you don't like it. Yep. There, I can't wait until this one's done. I can't wait till the truth comes out that she's having a baby pudding pop and that it's all- Oh, it's already, it's already been come out on social media. Yep. It's already come out on social media that the baby is not his. Like we said from the beginning. Oh, we knew that. We knew that. Yeah. That's Cardi. why that's that's why she's she got pregnant so fast, supposedly. Well, Cara, you know, one time Cara, she got pregnant. Cara, you said the reason why she was so quick to kick his ass out of the country is because he wouldn't physically be there to see the baby when it was born. Yep. That was exactly what you said. Yep. Because he's only been there for like what a couple of months. She's yeah. already been trying to kick his ass out of the Philippines since he got there. Yep. She was pregnant when he got there. All she needs to do is make it seem like he got her pregnant and then when he goes back, he's gonna go back to work and then he's gonna start sending her money. That's the whole exactly. plan. She, the fact that he's trying to get married to her, did you see the look on her face when he tried to propose to her? She was, it was the same look that Rose gave Ed when, yeah. when yeah. he was like, you're my best view. She was like, like, yeah. no, that wasn't part of the plan. She's like, I just want your money. I don't want you. Like, that's yeah. not part of the plan at all. You need to get back on the plane and go back to where you came from. Like she is done with him. And I think it's easy. Oh, next week, um, his mom is gonna get to the Philippines, which I think is gonna be good because I've always liked his mom because she's kind of like one of those, I'm gonna say how I feel and I don't like you type people. I love those people. So she's basically said when she got there, she was like, if you think we're gonna have a relationship and we're gonna get along, we're not. And I was like, see, that's, that's the beginning of a good scene because Mary is an evil little person, right? So I know, two nasty people are gonna make for a really good scene. I know that there can't be any fighting because Mary is expecting someone's child. So they can't be any fighting. She's expecting, or she was expecting, because we already know she's had the baby um, because of the TikToks that they do. Well, um, she got pregnant by, by the guy that she was dating for years. Which so, is... From what or lollipop or you know whatever yeah, we, met him, we met him on the show. It was one of her friends that she snuck off with during yeah. the day. Jello pudding pop. <laughs> and that's probably where she got the money for the store. Yeah. Because she was like, Oh, I borrowed the money from my friends. Like, you borrowed the money from your baby daddy. Yeah. Because I don't yeah. know any 
friends that I could call right now to give me like two grand just to do it. I don't know any. I have friends that might be able to give me $500. Like who, what friends do I have that I could just call? Dude, I don't and have, be like, have a friend that give me $500. What? George, give hey, me $500. Like, <laughs> I would send you $2,000 if you were opening a store that makes 56 cents a month. Duh. What friends see, I need, you? see, I need more friends like you because most friends would, would tell me to go to hell. <laughs> I mean, 56 cents a month, you would have me paid off by the time you were 194 years old. Well, right. It's, yeah. a, it's, an, it's an amazing Common sense. Common sense. Oh, Riley says, evidently, I'm the father of all Asian women's children that are pregnant on the 90-day universe. Riley? Jeez, Riley. Were you in the game? Riley's though. getting around, ain't you, boy? It's Huh? True though, like at this point, anytime an Asian woman gets pregnant on the show, I'm not ruling you yeah. out. You know, I'm not ruling you out at this point because let's just be honest, your name keeps popping up in these situations. We'd have to call Maury Povich to be sure. Because just to be honest, Riley goes over there and all the women are pregnant, yeah. right? Riley goes over there, all the women are pregnant immediately. It's just how it works. Riley, we need to see your passport and see if you were in the Philippines. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yes, he was we need there. to have that he DNA, was... Riley. We need DNA. Once he lands in, in the, every, all the women are pregnant right away. And it's like, I, I, I don't know how he does it, but this is just how it is. And, and we just got to call Maury Povich to get to the bottom of it because we just don't know. At this point, we don't know. And, um, oh, TJ says, hold on. A Portuguese princess says, Cara, send me some money. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Like, I mean, she's, as long as you're making 56 cents a month, too. She's starting, yeah, she's going to start a store um, less than one half a percent profit a week. Yeah. <laughs> sound, I, sound I, investment. Five people, $2,000 to start a store. That's only 10 grand, right? Then I would have it paid back by the time I'm 584. I mean, it would be fine. Sound investment. Who needs real estate yeah, when you can right. do this? Right? Who needs real estate when you can do this? Absolutely. I know. Um, oh, okay. So Riley says, I've never been there and have no interest in going, but I knock them up somehow. See, yeah. You just look at them and they're pregnant. And it, it, it's FaceTime calls too. Just You got to stop making eye contact. Right? I was going to say, <laughs> it's the Instagram videos, the TikTok videos. He's got to stop looking at the camera. Mm -hmm. You make eye contact and these ladies getting pregnant. You got. Yeah, you got I, I got. I got pregnant from his last TikTok. Put on some sunglasses. Oh, that last TikTok it got shared around. I saw that. <laughs> you gotta stop that. These ladies, you're getting them all bothered. Yep. Riley, this is on you. Yeah. I yep. saw that last TikTok. All the ladies was bothered. I saw that getting shared around. Yep. <laughs> oh my goodness, Riley, you know better than to come in here and bother us. You know we're gonna go after you. What's wrong <laughs> with you? <laughs> no one is safe in here. No one is safe in here. I don't know. Oh, so I, yesterday, yesterday you guys were talking about um, Nikki Exotica, right? So yes. we they sent out some new information that we're going to, I don't know if you want to talk about today or you want to wait till next week, but there's like a whole bunch of stuff. I sent it to you earlier. I don't know if y'all went through it yet. There's a whole lot of stuff yeah. that is, and some of it just happened like a couple months ago. Yeah. Like it's crazy. So if you guys haven't heard about it, there's a lot. Like, and it dates all the way back from 2005, and it's, like, going forward. So, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Because I told you, Dee, Dee earlier, I was like, I don't think that TLC is doing background checks anymore. I think they just cast people and say, let's just wait and see what happens. Yep. Right? They're like, let's just wait and see what happens. There let's is not look no 
no way they are checking these people. There's no way possible because all the way back, like a um, couple of seasons back, it's like ever since that guy, what's his name? Jeffrey, the one that um, that almost killed his ex and then yeah. flew out the next day. Oh. Um, yeah. I mean, it's like ever since he's made his um, debut on 90 Day Fiance and the, and the reaction that TLC got, it's like that's all they want is to have someone that's got some kind of record, um, already got uh, a lot of followers that, I mean, that's already in the public eye. They don't, they're not focusing on true, you know, normal people like yeah. it used to be. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I was just saying that because the, the people that started on the show, they would have join Instagram right when their season started because they weren't even on um, social media yet. Because a lot of okay. times they were like, oh, I just started because the show said I need to start social media. They weren't trying to be famous. Like Nikki Exotica has 1.4 million followers. And this was prior to the show airing. Because when she followed me before the show aired, I actually was like, who is this following me? They have like over half a million, like a million and a half. Yeah. I was like, who the hell is this? And then I realized it was a 90 fiance cast member. I was like, that's crazy to me because the only other person that has that close, I think Darcy has 1.4 million. Yep. And I believe she's the highest 90 day fiance um, person uh, with social media following of that stature. And you know, Darcy's had four seasons of Darcy and Stacey and she's been on two regular 90 day fiance yep. seasons. Like Darcy has been in the, you know, Darcy and Angela, you know, they, they've been here as long as you can remember. So the fact that they're casting people with that much reach, I think yeah. that's what cancels out the background check, right? Yeah. Because I feel like they're like, well, yeah, there's stuff there that people are going to find, but that's only good for us because that's going to get people more locked in yeah. for the season because we're talking about it, right? Because we hear about it and the stories start getting posted around and then we're more locked into the season because we're like, well, this has got more interesting. So if their storyline is boring, it's the yeah. other stuff that gets you interested. You know, but seventy thousand dollars, um, in fraud, right? That's crazy to me. And it was medical bill fraud, yeah. which is even more crazy. So if you guys didn't hear about it, there was a story, um, what happened in July of 2023, where, um, apparently she didn't report income from one of her businesses because apparently she owns businesses. She didn't report the income, and then she was receiving, um, medical bills that were paid that were not supposed to be paid i'm assuming because of income 70 grand um so yeah. oh, that was an arrest fraud. yeah insurance fraud that was an arrest in july like literally a few months ago um, how do you insurance fraud like how does that even happen i don't know that was my question as well because they said that it was failure to report income so i guess it was like a medical insurance maybe car am i right yeah okay so like yeah, so maybe she was getting discounted rates on things based on lower income yes. that she was supposed to be paying for. That's what I'm assuming, right? Okay, so basically she had more money than she let on and she was getting, I don't know, whatever type of medical things done. She got Medicaid benefits for $70,000. Oh, okay. So yeah, I could assume someone of her stature wouldn't be um, eligible for that because also she owns... Paola has over a million followers too. Oh, Paola. Okay, yeah. Okay, she is doing really good. Yeah. Her wrestling career is doing yeah. well. 
Yeah, she is doing good. Her and Russ. Oh, yeah, Paul and, um, and what's Russ. his face? Russ. Yeah. Russ. I miss yeah. them. I want them to come back I on something. I cannot believe that they're still together, to be honest with you. Yeah. Well, so, sorry, I didn't mean to change the subject, but I have to give you my thought. So, so far this season of 90 Day Fiance, as it usually goes, they all come here, right? Yeah. But he's getting ready to go there. Now, if you think about it, she just randomly started talking to Igor or Justin, whatever you want to call mm -hmm. him. She just randomly starts talking to him again after all these years, striking up a conversation. Why? Because she needed to get out of the country for a minute because they were investigating her. So mm. it's all lining up with the timeline of when her arrest record happened to now. She had to go to Moldova for a while to get out of the heat. Mm. That yeah. does make sense because you brought that up. This is before the 90 days. When they're going to the other country to visit, that's before the 90 days. But 90 Day Fiance, the OG season, is when they are coming over here yep. to begin their 90 Day K-1 visa. So you nailed that right away because you were like, why is she the only person going on a plane going away from the U.S.? Yep. And everybody yep. else is getting on a plane coming to the U.S. And it says when they land 90 days to wed, she hasn't even actually gotten Justin over. I mean, Justin's been over here before. I mean, yep. this is new. But like yeah. the timeline is super weird. Yeah. How they just started talking again because and now he's ready. Because he's been here before, there would be no reason for him not to come again. I realize she needs to meet the mom again, but like none of it lines up. So there's something fishy taking her from the U.S. over there. And yeah. Then, yeah. Come out, it's like, uh, okay, I get it now. Because they knew each other for, they've known each other for 17 years. They dated for two years. She brought him over here. They got into a big fight. That's when she told him after two years relationship that she was actually a um a trans gen or a trans woman that she used to be a man traumatizes him he goes back home fifteen years later they just start talking again out of the blue yep it is odd as all of her charges come up they start talking again yeah. So. And isn't it crazy how quickly this all came out? Because even, yeah. Cara, you said it. You were like, this wasn't even hard to find. You know how some people, the stuff is so hard to find or whatever. And But for like this, we're like, what, two episodes in? We were barely one episode in and all this was out. It was so easy to uncover. And that was crazy to me because sometimes the person will do a whole season. And then after it ends, then we'll find out. Yeah. She did one, one episode. And everything came out. It was, it's Absolutely. just, it's wild. It's so wild. Yep. Yeah, yep. but, um, so the second charge, Riley, is from 2005. The insurance yep. one is from July. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I don't want anyone to think that these were both recent. Um, one was in July, one was in 2005. Yeah. Um, and there's, like, a bunch of YouTube videos everywhere. And I think Word on the Street Reality posted a bunch of stories about it with, like, um, case information and everything so everybody can read it. But basically, it's what we just told yeah. you. It is what it is. That's what it was. It was those insurance um, payments totaling $70,000 um, that I guess she wasn't entitled to. Yeah. And they arrested her. I know. And I was like, that's crazy. That's a lot of money. So I can't imagine um, what medical procedures you're having done that cost seventy grand, right? Her whole freaking body. Yeah, but those um, Medicare, they wouldn't 
pay they wouldn't pay for like cosmetic right that means no, but companies do she went on botched and didn't get to be able to do that because she was so hard to work with she went on botched because one of her procedures went bad and she got sick from it oh so she had like complications yeah. and that's what the medical is oh i see i see yep so it's all coming out oh. now Oh yeah, it's all coming out now, and she hasn't really responded. She posted a story the other day that said, you know, when you become famous and in the public eye, there's always going to be people saying something negative, blah, blah, blah. She didn't really address it. She addressed it, but she didn't. So yeah. I don't know if she's going to actually say anything. I know that what's going on now, it's still in proceedings, so she probably can't really discuss that, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's still in proceedings. So I don't know if she's going to say anything at all, or maybe she doesn't care. You know, some yeah. people, they go out there and they're like, I don't care. Like that's it is what it is and they they don't owe anyone an explanation you know some people are just like eh, oh whatever i don't care so i don't know if we're going to get anything from her about like an explanation or well apparently riley she was she filmed for botched but then they didn't use it yeah so it never aired they filmed with her and they said that she was difficult to work with and they weren't able to finish the episode and then they didn't use it but she's also a very very well known and sought after performer um for especially for like pride festivals she's booked in a lot of different shows she does lots of shows i've seen videos of her performing for humongous crowds right like she is a big deal especially in the lgbtq community like she is very well known like if you were speaking to someone that was deep in that community they would know who she is by that name by her name so i think for um in the 90 day world we weren't a hundred percent like oh we know who nikki exotica is yeah. now we do right it yeah. didn't take long it didn't take long now we, right. do. we know what we're working with now which is crazy to me but yeah riley you're right this is all equals ratings in the beginning tlc used to be very picky um with background and what people could find they would disqualify people from casting if they were scared something would show up but now i think you're right now i think when they run it, they're like, oh, look at all this stuff that came up. Let's cast this person. That's going to cause a lot of buzz. There's going to be a lot of in-touch articles, um, Entertainment Tonight. You know, everyone's going to be discussing our show. Yep. And I think at this point, they're like, we're on season 10. What, what integrity do we need to have at this point? Right? Like, we're on season 10. If we're getting, um, if we're getting ratings and extra revenue from somebody else's past, why not? And I yep. think that's kind of how they're looking at it. Yep. That's crazy. Wait, Riley, what are you talking about? You were almost disqualified. You ain't did nothing bad. Oh, he said for nothing bad. Because I was like, you've never done anything bad. So why would they possibly want to disqualify one, you? One of, the, one, one, of the, um, one of the people that was on the um, the same one that Riley was on, he got um, disqualified um, like a couple of years, otherwise like a year or two before. And then they um, reached back out to him. Oh, good to know. Wait, on who, who was on Riley's season? You said? It was someone on Riley. I can't say who it is, but it was someone on Riley's season. I'm trying yeah. to remember Riley's yeah. season. I'm thinking. I'm, I'm. This is my thinking face. I'm trying to remember who it was. Tyree, Christian Statler. I can't say who it is. They told me, I mean, because I'm friends with them, but um, they said that I can't say anything, but yeah. They oh Riley, no, it wasn't Riley. No, no. <laughs> I'm 
Riley, Tyree, Christian, Statler. Who else was on there? Amanda. Amanda. Uh, why the heck would I be talking to Amanda for, girl? I don't know. Oh, no. Ew. Okay, I don't know. But anyway, anyway, the first time this person applied, they said no. Then, whenever, um, I guess, all this, some stuff started coming about their life or something, they reached out to that person. So it was Cleo. So, oh, it was Cleo. Okay. I can't say who it was. I, I can't. And it was Cleo. Oh, yeah, Riley. Yeah, you work for the federal government. Yeah, yeah. now I understand. Yeah, because some of that stuff is classified um, jobs. So, like, depending on Riley, what you... Meaning he almost got fired from his job, not fired from TLC. Right? Am I Am I getting that right, Riley? Oh, it was the other way around? That's what it looks like. He said the Department of Defense was not going to let me do the show. Oh, well, yeah, because the federal government, some of those jobs, you're like a, you're classified, like your face and your name is, is confidential information, right. right? Like, depending on what you do, you can't be out there because it could hurt investigations, because you're supposed to be um, right. anonymous in order for you to get information and, and solve crimes. So yeah, right. I understand that. But still, not fair. This actually happened on Love After Lockup. One of the guys worked for the federal government, maybe the FBI. And he did the show and they ended up letting him go because he went on there and said what his job was and they let him go. And I was like, wow, that's crazy. But his job was a confidential position that right. you don't advertise, especially not on TV. Yeah. And he went on TV and he said what he did for the federal government and he don't work for the federal government anymore. This was, um, it was the guy that was with Puppy and, um, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember his name, but he, he stopped filming the show, too. Um, the girls, like Puppy and the other girl, they were still on the show, but he was gone right after his season. Yep, I remember. Yeah. I've never, never watched that show. That's, oh, it's, it's awesome. Oh, it's so good. I've never you, watched it. If you want... I didn't, even, I didn't even know anything about the show until I started hearing y'all talk about it. <laughs> mm, you are missing out. Yeah, Puppy and Amber. Yeah, Puppy and Amber. It was the guy that, and he was trying to adopt them as adults. There's yeah. a whole thing. Like, if you want to go down the rabbit hole, there's like a whole thing. And then what he was doing, adopting them as adults, um, he was going to be collecting money, which was kind of kind of shady or whatever. Like, it was a whole thing. So if you want to go down that rabbit hole, you can go down that. But he <laughs> don't work there no more. You can watch of, some stuff about it on YouTube. It's really mixed up. I mean, yeah, none of the episodes would be in order for you. But... You can you can get the gist of it from YouTube if you just want to like understand what it is. Yeah, you don't have to go down the whole rabbit hole because it, it takes Vince. Yes, Tracy, his name yeah. was Vince. Vince. That's it. So if you want to Google Love After Lockup Vince, it'll all come up. Yeah, it'll all come up, and then you'll know exactly what's going on. But yeah, that those certain jobs, you know, you got to be very careful with being on TV. Or you can be on TV, but you can't say nothing about what you do for yeah. work. I think that is what the the confidentiality thing was. It's you can't go advertise that you work in any type of branch of the federal government, especially. Right. I mean, depending on what you do, like if you're like a secretary or something, that's not the same as if you're like an investigator. You yeah. know? Yeah. 
not a class. Uh, like you, like you, a sniper or something. You can't be going out there right. telling people, "Oh yeah, I'm a sniper." Exactly. <laughs> if you're a spy and you go over to other countries and you're supposed to be undetectable, and then you're on TV and you telling everybody that you're a spy, yeah. you're, people are gonna run when they see you because they know who you are. You know, like it, it, it stops uh, the process of you know what your job is. So, uh, all right, so. I haven't watched The Last Resort yet, so I'm going to watch it tonight. So we're going to come back tomorrow and discuss The Last Resort. And, oh, I don't know if you guys know, but Scott did an interview with Sarah Fraser. Um, I don't know if it's out yet, but she posted um, that it's going to be out soon. Um, so Scott from Love and Paradise, he did an interview with Sarah Fraser, and Sarah said that he's dropping tea. And I don't know what tea it is, but I know that he has been having issues with, like, the network. So I don't know if he's, like, just spilling stuff. I don't know. He didn't tell me that he did the interview. I, I heard about it from Sarah Fraser, just like everybody else. So I, if you guys want to, yeah, tomorrow. something about it. Did he? Yeah. He posted. It's on Facebook. Oh, it'll be out tomorrow morning, guys, on Sarah Fraser. Um, okay. Scott Wren. Yeah, Scott Wren from Love and Paradise. Everyone knows Scott. Right? I don't think it's possible for you to, to know you have, any of the How do you not know Everyone Scott? Knows. And he's not, he's not known for a good person. I mean, he just, he just, uh -uh. It says, I used to like part one, Scott, but he's just. Part, part one, thanks for having me. He posted it on Facebook. Oh, is part of it out? Okay. Scott Wren, season three, Love in Paradise, and soon to be on the Family Chantel season five is on the Sarah Fraser show. He's got tea. First of all, he got a 90 day hit list. And I'm talking about who we'd like to hit it and quit it with. I got a 90 day banger up today. So, Scott Red. Okay. Coming up. So that'll be out tomorrow, guys, if you want to listen to whatever Scott has. I can't imagine what he has to say that we don't already know. But uh -huh. if you want to listen to that, that'll be out tomorrow. Then we'll be on tomorrow night for the last resort. And yeah, that's it. Because, and then the pop culture podcast will be out this week, but a little later. But it will be out. It won't be out Wednesday. But we'll be back tomorrow night for The Last Resort. And we're going to end this. And then I'm going to go watch The Last Resort. So thank you guys for joining us. Make sure you um, follow my co-hosts, my dream team, Cara and Didi. They're tagged in this video. Follow me everywhere at George Masi on all social media platforms. Um, GeorgeMasi.com for all your news and media updates. And anywhere you get your podcast or stream music, type in The George Masi Show. It'll pop up. Everybody have a good night. Thanks for joining us. And we'll see all of you back here tomorrow night so we can discuss the last resort and see what's going on with these people on that show. All right, guys. Talk to you all really soon. Bye. Bye, Bye Jamie.